Hello, Misfits. Welcome back to another week of the podcast. My name is Georgie, and I will be your host. And today we are talking about greatness, as you can see in the title. And where that came from is I just got back from a retreat over the weekend that was called the Summit of Greatness. It was a three-day summit, and I was in Columbus, Ohio, close to my hometown. And it was held by Lewis Howes. If you're not familiar with him, I highly recommend checking him out, checking out his podcast. His podcast is called The School of Greatness. I believe he's had it 10 years or maybe even over 10 years. And he's there's hundreds of interviews on there of the most incredible, amazing people. And he himself is obviously so inspiring and extremely grateful that I got the opportunity to be there this weekend. There were so many synchronicities and with the speaker lineup that he had just the impact that they've had over my journey in my life and so many so many beautiful amazing lessons I'm not going to be able to fit it all into this podcast however I figured that I could do a podcast of just some of my key takeaways from the weekend that I feel you could benefit from I apologize for laughing I have restarted this and paused this like five times because my cat Bella has been sleeping all day I kid you not and the second I start recording she has gotten into everything I can even hear her she just found something else I took a Lego from her she jumped up on my this table that I have in my hallway and grabbed this decoration thing off I hear her flipping around I just took a chapstick from her and now she has something else so I am just laughing at this little kitty for just getting so mischievous right when I decided to start recording. So I just heard her. She has another Lego. I digress. Let's hop right into it. So I have been to many personal growth seminars, conferences, things like this in the past. If you haven't figured it out about me, I have a very insatiable thirst, very strong insatiable thirst for growth and knowledge. It's it's one of my favorite things about being human, quite frankly. So I love a conference like this. And I just went into this one a bit different than ones in the past. And I went in with the intention of being completely present because one thing I've realized is it may not just be a speaker that teaches me a lesson. It may be a person I'm sitting next to. It may be something that happens on the way to dinner or a dream that I have the night after the event or something like that and just really being present for whatever experience is meant for me. And with that being said, I didn't stare at the speakers and write down everything they said like I used to in the past. And I really only quoted a few things that really, really impacted me. So There were quite a few more speakers than I'm even going to bring up in this episode, but these are just like the main few points that I figured could support you and inspire you and help you. And one thing I noticed for myself and maybe everyone that was at the conference, but especially for myself, was the three main themes. So if these interest you, if you know you want to continue listening, was a theme of persistence Uh, beliefs, changing your beliefs, what kind of beliefs you're having, and actually inner child healing, which was a nice surprise because that is what I have been working on myself recently. 
So first, just to open it up, I want to give you a little story about trusting your intuition because this is how I even found myself at this conference this weekend. And I know I just did a podcast not that long ago about trusting your intuition, but this is just something that I live by and I believe, like I said in that episode, we know what's best for us and if we can tap in and listen to the wisdom that we have, it can lead us to incredible places because I had so many shifts and so much knowledge and growth and everything this weekend. And I was very close to not even knowing that this summit existed. So how I even got here, how I even got to the summit was actually I was doing a meditation, trying to focus on guidance for what direction I should go with my book and publishing the book. And I did this meditation. I was getting ready to go to bed and I I was cleared my mind and the meditation was awesome. And I went to sleep and shortly after I fell asleep, I woke up and in my mind, I heard Lewis House. And I was like, Lewis House? What the heck? Why am I thinking about this? Because I mean, years and years and years ago, I watched YouTube videos and I'm sure his podcasts have come up because, you know, I've been into personal development for at least 10 years. And I remember watching YouTube videos of the School of Greatness a long time ago, but I was thinking, okay, what does he have to do with my book, right? And I just got this feeling, this very strong guidance to reach out to him about my book. And it wasn't a message of like shooting my shot like, oh, can you help me? I just messaged him on Instagram because that's what I was guided to do. And I basically just told him what I wrote my book about and was asking him for guidance and to point me in a direction. And I have no idea why. Again, this goes to intuition, right? Because the logical mind it's like you're going to message somebody with 3 million followers. Like what? what is that going to do? The logical mind could talk you out of things very quickly. And I just, I follow it. Even if it doesn't make sense, I follow what my intuition guides me to. So I messaged him and just was like, okay, I surrender this. Here we go. And a couple hours later, he actually replied. And I was on the phone with Steven, one of my friends. And I was like, oh my God. He just responded. He's like, what did he say? And he responded to me and said, I actually have a leadership summit in three weeks in Ohio because one of the things I put in the message was where I was from. And he offered me two tickets to come. And I just, you know, thanked my guides and my angels and my intuition because one, I didn't I wasn't even following him in total transparency on Instagram, had no idea about the summit. This was a leadership conference with some of the best top selling New York Times bestsellers and I'm pursuing a career in writing and this event was less than two hours away from my house and I had no idea and my internal guidance led me there and not only did they lead me there by by having the courage and taking the leap to message him and shoot my shot basically he offered me tickets to go to this event and not only did he offer me two tickets but i responded and was like so grateful and when he sent me the tickets he actually sent me like the vip preferred tickets so this was over like 
a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars i'm not sure how it was how much it was in tickets for free so that's how i even got there so i just knew and trusted that something was for me or was going to lead me to somebody or something at this event because that is what trusting your intuition does there's a reason if you feel guided to go somewhere there's a reason if you feel guided to call somebody there's a reason uh, when we check into those feelings or those thoughts that is our internal guidance system leading us exactly where we need to be led so i really felt called to share that because i believe everyone gets these little messages i just think not all of us have tapped into following it blindly even if it doesn't make logical sense and this cat y'all oh my goodness i'm gonna have to like put her in a room when i'm recording she has not played i don't think at all in the last three days and i am just watching her while i'm talking tear up my house so maybe this is a lesson in teaching me patience (laughs) and focus because i cannot quit laughing at her So anyways, that is my intuition story of how I even got there and so incredibly grateful to him uh, for for doing that for me. So I gave the other ticket to my best friend from Texas and she came with me and we got to have a lot of growth and experiences together this weekend. So that was beautiful to even start. And then, you know, let's get into the speakers. So a few speakers again so many synchronicities first i'm going to go into the lessons and the message that i got from inky johnson so i'm going to take a little bit of time in the show notes and actually put these people's names and their their books or their most recent things that they've done just to support them uh, so you can check them out as well but inky johnson so when i because I didn't know anything about this conference, I was kind of going in blindly and was kind of just surprised with whatever speakers were there and that kind of thing. So Inky Johnson, actually, I adored and listened to probably eight, nine years ago. I remember watching his YouTube videos and I came across him at some point. And I'm not going to get into all these people's backstories just because the podcast would be forever long, but he has an incredible story. He basically almost got completely paralyzed and stopped his football career. And he was very, he was just a few games away from making it to the NFL. And he has the most inspiring story. And now he speaks on stages everywhere. And so, so, so many lessons. The main key theme between all the speakers I'm about to talk about that touched me so much is their undying persistence. Like I said, that was one of the themes and their belief, not only in themselves, but in their dreams. Because each of these speakers I'm about to talk about went through a lot of trial and error and quote unquote failure to get where they are and a lot of time passed. And there was also so much belief in whatever it is that they dreamt about regardless of the people around them if they thought it was possible or not and when i saw him come up i immediately got emotional before he even talked because i remembered a quote from him that i heard like i said probably eight years ago and i remember crying i actually remember exactly where i was in in my apartment when i heard it and he said some people don't need you to preach a, a sermon they need you to live one and the fact that I remembered that quote 
and and I remembered his voice saying it. I already felt like I was where I was supposed to be. He was the first speaker that came out. And he had an incredible talk and so many lessons. But one of the quotes that I wrote down from him was he said, the person you become, and, and before I even say this, he got this from his mom, which just touched me so much because raising a son is one of my, and like the way that I raise him and, and the beliefs that I pour into him is such a focus of my life and my purpose. So to hear him say that, you know, he was a kid that didn't come from anything and and his mom worked at double shifts at Wendy's and just to to know that something that she said carried him through was touching. And the quote is, the person you will become at the end of the process is far greater than what you have to endure during the process. And you know, we go through these different challenges and trials in our lives. And sometimes you're thinking about the process of enduring and whether that's chasing a dream or in a hard time or in a relationship or whatever. And it's, it's similar to the Jim Rohn quote when he talks about, you know, the person that you become, that is the greatest gift. And you know, the person you will become at the end of the process is so much greater compared to the pain that you're facing right now. And for me, pursuing dreams or or going through different hard, challenging times in my life, whether through relationships or getting divorced or whatever, the person that I have become on the other side has always been so worth it to go through the pain of whatever I was enduring at the time. And that just really touched me, especially with pursuing current dreams right now and those kind of things. It's it's each and each little thing that happens to us that we may be looking at as as something painful or, or something traumatic or whatever. It is creating this beautiful person that we are becoming, and the lessons and and the wisdom that we could pull from these experiences are everything. And that was the main thing that I had written down for him and he had so many other things but I want to keep this moving and just as I go through each speaker like I said go look at their content because they will inspire you and man one thing I just have to say about him as well is he wrote a book and drove hours and hours and waited outside of Oprah's studio where she was hosting her show on the street curb and waited for her for the chance to hand her the book and introduce himself. And he actually, it actually happened. He was sitting on the curb and after going up to the door many times and getting told no, she came with her security and he went up and handed her his book and she took it. And the security guard like grabbed his shoulder and was like, I want you to know that this never happens. And so touching for me because again, his intuition and his belief in himself that he was going to give Oprah his book and he was going to introduce himself to her and he was going to get his book out and become a speaker and chase this dream and believe that his belief in that when everyone else thought he was nuts and the belief to drive his truck all the way across, you know, however far it was the country to, to have the chance of possibly meeting her 
in the way the universe met him in that effort and allowed her to come down the walkway that day and pay attention to him. And now he speaks all over the world and shares his story and has, has just come through so much adversity. Just really, really incredible. So check out his, his stuff for more motivation and we're going to move in to the next one. So Vanessa Van Edwards, in total truth, she was the next speaker. In total truth, I have not consumed any of her content up until now. And she is a writer and she studies humans and behavior. She's a behavioral specialist. And for one, I just absolutely adored her. And her story alone was everything that I needed. I was crying like a baby the whole time. And her story is a huge one of persistence and belief as well because she wrote a few books uh, before ever getting recognized. And when a publisher actually did discover her, they, she was, you know, she believed she had made it and got this book published by a, a big publishing company and it was a failure. And the publisher basically came to her and told her she should quit and she should quit writing books and she should find something else to do. And she talks about the depression and everything that she went through and her husband saying to her, you just got to keep writing. Like you got to keep writing. This is your dream. It doesn't matter. And her story inspired me so much because she wrote and did YouTube videos and made content for years, years before anything ever quote unquote happened or she made it. And now she has some of the top books and a super successful career, but the journey of one, people telling her to quit, two, all the failure, three, the consistency. I took a picture. I don't know exactly what the numbers, but she had done hundreds of YouTube videos and hundreds of blog posts and many books before anyone paid attention. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because that is what she was called to do. And if you feel called to do something, no matter what it is, it's just a matter of your own belief and your continued persistence. And the quote that I wrote down for her that touched me was she said, you don't need the most people, you need the right people. And so many of us can relate to that in in whatever ways, whether we're looking to build a business or just our friend circles and the people supporting us. And, you know, she inspired me so much because I have been creating content for 10 years and I do not have millions of followers and I haven't published my book yet, but I just remember crying listening to her talk because I know I would do the same thing. And if I, the first few books I publish, if millions of people don't read them, I'm going to continue doing it. And I have over 6,000 posts or something, 5,000 posts on my old Instagram account because it is what I feel called to do. And it doesn't matter if I have millions of people as long as I have the right people and I'm helping the people that I need to. And as far as my inner circle in my life, I don't need a lot of people, but man, have I refined and refined and refined and am on such a path of the right people. 
and the right people listening and the right people there for me and the right people supporting me. And you don't need a lot of people. You don't need to be somebody that has a million friends if you have the right ones. And you don't need a million connections in business. You just need the right ones. You just need the right ones to build a business. You just need the right ones to have beautiful friendships. You just need the right ones that you are called to help. And that was just really, really beautiful and inspiring for me. So next we have Jen Sincero. And again, huge synchronicities. I have a signed book from her in my hallway. There's this little bookcase thing. And I have assigned one of her books that I have not read. And I honestly have no idea where it came from. I don't know if I bought it or what, but I got it out because I'm obviously going to read it now because she was amazing. And again, along the lines of persistence and beliefs, she was talking about being in her 40s and being completely broke and feeling like a complete and total loser and all these things especially so many of us go through judging our age or judging where we are or where we're not. And a couple things I wrote down for her was she said, and this is such a simple thing, but it really hit me. She said, I made a decision to get rich. And it's the I made a decision part. And we talk about, I know I have podcasts on making decisions and deciding and cutting off all other options. But the way she said it, it was like, I made a decision and it was, that was it. And there's so many areas in my life and different things where I've had to come to a point where I made a decision and that was it. And I had a conversation even with somebody that I met there. He was kind of going back and forth on career and whether to stay or whether to go. And part of my language, but I told him, I was like, you got to burn the fucking boat. And if you've ever heard that phrase, it's like, you're going to the island, you know, you got to burn the boat. There's no going back. And where do you need to make a decision in your life? Like, I made a decision to get rich. I made a decision. I will never allow this again. I made a decision to chase my dream. I made a decision to not go back in this unhealthy cycle. I made a decision. And then changing your beliefs to align with that decision. And I got home and just did some journal work. And what are the things I decide? Because we get to decide. We get to decide who we're going to be and what we're going to do, what we're going to tolerate. And that's it. I made a decision. Such a simple thing. But she talked about building a new foundation off those decisions. And it really impacted me. And I have a couple quotes for her. If you've never had seen the exercise before, she did this, and I've seen it many times before. And again, it just reminded me. Uh, she talks about like look around for anything blue in the room right now. Look around anything blue, 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 anything that you can find, right? And then she says, close your eyes. Now tell me all the things in the room that are yellow. And it's very difficult to do because she said, you don't see the yellow because you aren't looking for it. And that is how our mind is. So once you make a decision towards these positive things and you make a decision towards belief and you make a decision, something like I made a decision to get rich or I made a decision to get healthy, your mind automatically starts giving you 
tons of examples and and paths towards that because that's what you're focusing on. So we have to change what we're focusing on. And I've probably said that in every podcast for three years, change our beliefs, right? But it's just a reminder. What are you looking for? Because your brain will give you and show you opportunities that have always been there, but you weren't focusing on them. So taking time to make decisions and, and look for what it is that you want to be looking for. That's why I share angel numbers and stuff. And sometimes people are like, what does that mean? Or, or, you know, what is that? To me, angel numbers, it's the same kind of thing. I look for angel numbers because I'm looking for signs that I'm protected and guided because they're, they're always been there. The three fours on the license plate in front of me probably were always there, but was I looking for them or was I looking for a reason to get angry in traffic? It's the same kind of thing. What are you looking for? What's seeking, what you're seeking is seeking you. And that is the huge part of manifestation and changing our beliefs. And sometimes it sounds all woo-woo, but start trying it and see what happens. You focus on abundance and abundance comes for you. You focus on love and loving people come for you. Focus on what it is that you want and making decisions. And then lastly, I wrote down, she said, do something that's equally exciting and terrifying every day and it'll change your life. So it's in alignment with all of them. There's the belief, there's the persistence, and there's the taking the leap and jumping, right? And that'll go right into my last uh, speaker story. However, like I told him, you gotta if you're going to take the island, you got to burn the boat. You got to burn the fucking boat because... That is making the decision and taking the leap. And if it's equally exciting and terrifying, then your life is going to change. That's what causes quantum leaps and and quantum shifts, right? And this transitions perfectly into, this is actually a book about quantum uh, leaps and shifts. And Lewis actually opened the event with this. And I could have went home after he told the story and I already ordered this book. So this comes from a book called You Squared, and it's the first page of the book he shared, and it impacted me so heavily. Um, I'll share with you the same story, but I think the both of us, you and I, need to order and read this book because it talks about quantum leaps and shifts in your life. And he told a story about someone sitting in a coffee shop and hearing a fly on the window, and it's written so beautifully and powerfully, but in the shortest context it is a fly up against a window and and he can just hear the fly like buzzing buzzing and and in the fly's mind what's happening is the fly is in survival state and they are trying to make it through the glass window and basically the fly is going to exert all of its energy and focus and drive to force itself through the glass window which you and I understand and know is impossible. And the reality is the fly is going to try to believe its way and force its way through the glass window until it dies because eventually it's going to die from not being outside and from exerting so much energy trying to get through the window. And through this poetic, beautiful language at the end of the story, at the end of this page, really, he says, and the painful truth and reality is 
like five feet away at the other side of the room, the front door is wide open. And it absolutely wrecked me to my core because obviously the message is you can force and try and push and push and push for something and die there when a world full of other opportunities and other routes to take are right in front of you, but you're not willing to look and you're not willing to shift and you're not open to newness. And I know that I've been in a place in my life where I was that fly and so strongly forcing and trying and going to kill myself trying to get through a glass window that was never going to happen. And all I needed to do was turn. And I'm just thankful that I have the information to open my mindset and my belief to see the front door is wide open instead of continuing to be up against the window. And this weekend and this season of my life really has been that, has been the door is wide open, girl. The door is open. There's other paths. There's other opportunities. And you don't have to stay up against this window just because your mind has convinced you that that is the way. So he opened the event with that. And like I said, I could have went home after that because how beautiful. And I cannot wait to read that book. So I will read that book and probably do a podcast on it. But it's a very thin book. And I think we all should read it because it's just that. It's it's changing your mind. And like Jen, making that decision that this is going to work and being open to the way that it works, regardless of what that means for you, regardless of that's in relationship, in business, in success, in life, that don't kill yourself up against a window when the door is wide open and, and have the awareness to look to see if the door is open, see other paths and other ways. So finally, last part of the weekend was Lewis and his girlfriend did a section on partnership and their partnership. They've been together for a few years and have a beautiful relationship. And they talked a lot about inner child healing, which was a huge synchronicity for me because that has been a huge part of my work that I'm working on. It's a lot about, I wrote a lot about it in the book and just hearing the way that they approached their relationship was so touching for me because their relationship is what I desire in partnership and the kind of commitment and growth that they have with each other is what I desire in partnership. And it was opening my heart and triggering me a lot just to be in the room and, and be listening to them. And then just when I thought I, I was already triggered, he proposed to her at the end of the event. And to be honest, part of me feels I mean, so many opportunities happened from the event. There were things that opened up for me in in the book. I made connections and different things for my career and friends and all kinds of things. But part of me feels I was guided to be in that event to watch that proposal because, y'all, I cried for like two hours. I was not okay watching it. And because there was so – I had so much joy for them and had so much love for them. And if I am honest with myself and go back to my earliest soul purpose and 
desire it is that it is sacred partnership it is love it is that kind of love it is that experience that is one of the things i desire most to be extremely vulnerable vulnerable with y'all and to be to witness that and to know the the struggles that both of them have had in previous relationships the pain both of them have experienced she shared stories very similar to mine of painful relationships that she's had and also, you know, the the message I felt from my guides was, you're okay, calm down. And I think so many of us need to hear that because these, they're, I don't know their exact ages, but I know they're in their 40s and we have time. <laughs> I have time. And it doesn't matter if you're listening to this and you're 60 or 70, they played this beautiful YouTube video that wrecked me once again about being in love at 85 and and what true love is with another and again it's like this this whole message wrapped up over the course of the entire event was business success later in life love success later in life uh, and it doesn't really matter if you find it early or late, and it doesn't matter if it takes 10 or 15 years to build something, and it doesn't matter if your dream of being a football player was completely crushed because of this this injury that someone could look at as traumatic but actually led you to this beautiful life purpose, an Inky's example, and it just all is intertwined and all works together, and I just had such a peace and heart opening for all the lessons that came. And to wrap up this podcast, when I got home, I couldn't wait to just hug my baby and been doing a lot of journaling the last couple of days and making my own decisions and own lines in the sand. I wrote really, really uh, beautiful poem about inner child healing that I shared on my social medias for a, you know, feminine and masculine energy and I just feel really good, good coming out of the weekend. And I hope that these messages and, and lessons have impacted you and at least, you know, led you to other people as well to continue learning from. But to wrap up the podcast, when I got home, Ari wanted to watch. We hadn't we haven't seen the the new Little Mermaid. And last night we watched it and he was singing with me and all cuddled up and I just knew, I was like, at some point in this movie, I'm going to get knocked out. Like, there's always a message for me if I feel really called to watch something. And sure enough, I'm going to end the podcast with this. Uh, this is actually a quote from, I honestly don't even know his name. I don't know The Little Mermaid that well. But it's, he said, he's talking to uh, the prince because he is confused about he proposes to the wrong person, which is really Ursula in disguise, all of that. And he says to the prince, he says, don't be held back by what you think should be. Think only of what is. And the little mermaid coming in to wrap a bow on this past weekend for me is it doesn't stop thinking about where you should be or how it should have been or what should have happened. I know this message has come through so many times through my messages and through my podcasts in different ways of being in the present moment. And oddly enough, that being my intention going into the weekend, 
but I've been I've been working through this being in the present moment and accepting things as they are and going with the flow and being in surrender. And the reason this repetitive message is coming through is because it is a it is a lesson that I am continuously learning. And I think collectively we all experience on different levels is don't be held back by what you think should be right think only of what is because what is right now is the mu- is the music is the magic is the blessing right now this this place that you're in it doesn't matter where you think you should have been you're not it's a different path and it's a beautiful one i they keep showing me inky i keep thinking of inky in my head is like yeah he thought he was going to be an nfl nfl player and his life is so much more what he desires it to be right now. And I'm sure Martha or Lewis thought at one point they were going to be with somebody else and they wanted that relation, their past relationships to work out and it didn't. And it led to the most beautiful experiences and the most heartfelt, beautiful proposal I've ever seen. And spirit just keeps leading me to, I've been watching these people get proposed to and I've been there have been weddings and and brides in the elevator with me and it's just this message of of hope and belief and trust and exactly where i am and and where i'm headed and i've gotten the same kind of synchronicities and messages about my career and my life and my my role as a mother and all of these things and it's just this message of peace and surrender and acceptance for exactly how everything is because thinking of what should be is what's holding us back per the little mermaid and yeah it's just really really beautiful and i hope that this message impacted you in any way if it did the best way that you can support me is to share the podcast share the link follow me on my socials i've been posting a lot of my poems on my instagram and facebook if you like that creative part of me and the things that I share there. And I just am grateful for you being here. If no one has told you today, I love you so much and just get to work on your greatness and be in your greatness. And I hope you guys have an incredible week. See you next time.